He ended the call, tossed his mobile on the bed, and dashed for the little wardrobe. Beige chinos and a neatly ironed shirt. That was the sort of thing his Munger character would wear for a bonding session with his workmates. It was Friday evening, and he'd been starting to wonder if he ought to get in touch with Becca. He missed her more than he was prepared to admit. But last time he got her mixed up in the game, he almost managed to kill her. Quite literally, in fact. Talking of the game... That morning when he woke up, the phone was on the little writing desk. After a few moments of blind panic, he suddenly remembered that he had taken it out when he'd got up for a pee during the night. But he couldn't quite remember why. Bloody lucky that there was no charge left in it anyway. He was suddenly interrupted by a cautious knock at the door. Strange. He hadn't ordered any grub, and the cleaner only came once a week. He put the safety chain on and carefully opened the door. A skinny little man in oversized pilot's glasses, brill-creamed grey hair and a Hep Stars T-shirt nodded at him. "'Hi. I'm out of fags and got no money. Wondered if I could cadge a couple.' H.P. looked at the man in amusement. "'Who the hell was this? Rock Grandad?' The bloke seemed distinctly unthreatening, and for some reason it just didn't feel right to slam the door shut in his face. Sure, come in. He took the safety chain off and opened the door wide. Cheers, the man nodded when H.P., in a sudden attack of generosity, handed him an unopened packet of Marlboros. I'm Knox. You're new here, aren't you? H.P. opened his mouth to reply, but after a couple of seconds' reflection, he shut it again without saying anything but an indistinct mumble. However much he might have liked to chat to this funny little gnome, he realized that this wasn't the time. If this whole undercover routine was going to work, he had to avoid making up any more lies than was strictly necessary. It was hard enough to keep track of the ones he was juggling at work— and now, all of a sudden, he regretted opening the door. He seemed to have a serious problem with his impulse control. Okay, cool, man. You're not the type of guy who wants to say much. I respect that. Knox, as Rock Grandad evidently wanted to be called, put his hand to his chest. But if there's anything you need, just knock on my door, down at number 24. He gestured along the narrow corridor. I'm one of the regulars, yeah? H.P. nodded thoughtfully. Maybe he could squeeze something useful out of this little Nescafe visit. I suppose you have a pretty good idea of who lives here, he began. Who comes and goes, I mean? Of course. You, for instance, have been here almost three weeks, and social services came past with a couple of new arrivals the day before yesterday. Great. Look, maybe you can do me a favor and keep an eye out for me. If anything unusual happens, I mean, people who don't seem to fit in and so on. Only people who don't fit in live in a place like this, Knox grinned, but I get what you mean. H.P. tossed him another packet of fags, and the funny little man caught it midair. On his way out, he tapped his nose with one finger. Just say if you need anything, man. Knox is at your service. Okay, H.P. said hesitantly. 
Well, maybe I could ask another favour. Knox stopped in the doorway. It might be worth a couple of cartons. Sure, you name it. You see, I need help to store something. There's something I need to get out of the house, if you get what I mean. Aren't you Rebecca? Rebecca Peterson, Erland's daughter? He was standing on the pavement right in front of her, and she had no choice but to stop. An older gentleman in a dark overcoat and hat. Norman, she mumbled as she tried to work out who the man was. Of course, yes, how silly of me. You changed your name after your mother. You don't recognize me, do you? She looked at him carefully. He was slightly taller than her, around 1.8 meters, and at a guess somewhere.